You're recording now, or we are recording now. When will then be? Then will be now. So, <laughs> so now <laughs> is now. Well, kids, it sounds like we've begun. So, welcome to yet another exciting episode of Midlife Crisis. Thanks, Trevor. I'm Jamie. That was a half-ass attempt at our theme song. I don't know. What was it? Ten. That was his announcement music. He's making Trevor. Trevor. See, that's what we've been missing the whole time, folks. And we're going to call it a night on that regard. Because what else? Have a good evening. (laughs) All right. So, welcome back. Just kidding. We weren't going anywhere. Um, So yeah, we. uh, you know we're, we're we're getting down to the to the end of I guess the season one here. Only a handful of episodes left, so certainly don't want to miss any of them. Um, if you've been with us on this full journey uh, with Trevor and I since this whole thing began, while we sort of randomly came up with our episode and topics, and you know as you've seen, we've recently been kind of venturing into. Some recurring themes. We just finished up our second special guest episode uh, with our friend Danielle Joyner, who, if you have not uh, listened to her band's album, the band name is The Great Bonfire. The name of the album is Beautiful Fever, and it's available on all streaming platforms. It's a wonderful album. Support local music. Never a bad thing. These people work hard. Hear what they have to say, because you won't be disappointed. Uh, there, I think we made up for the lack of advertising we did during that episode, possibly. Well, and it took them a year to make the album, so I think it's uh, it's it better be good. <laughs> no, yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, really. I mean, you know, you know, it wasn't wasn't thrown together over a long weekend when you when you've had a year. Yeah, don't don't make a fuck out of us, I guess. So yeah, it better be good. I'm sure. No, it's 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 wonderful. All the all the early indication is that it's that it's great, and their uh, their early single that they released was also great. Just, yes, just wonderful and, and pleasant, and just full of zeal. And thank you to Danielle for coming on and answering our silly questions. That's right. That's right. Even after she had an example of our first special guest, which you know, I think, <laughs> I think, I think he was more scared than anything. But she, she did well. She did good. But um, you know, yeah, keep with unflappable. I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely the case. You know, now I think now we're, we're we're picking all the winners when it comes to our special guests, and I'm sure we'll have more down the road. Um, another segment that we have already revisited uh, has been uh, two of our highest rated episodes, according to the statistics that we get back and our feedback uh, from you, the audience, and the like, uh, have been regarding our dare I say expertise in the field of being fathers because we are or just being yeah being fathers right we're just yeah that's it we're not claiming that we're that we're good at it and i use the term expertise loosely but we are fathers that cannot be taken away from us unless courts intervene but we're nowhere near that so not yet um, not yet but it's 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 only tuesday i think Wednesday doesn't matter. I know where my kids are. I don't know what day it is, but uh, here we are on midlife crisis for our third count of one, two, three, third journey into the exciting world of being fathers and our interpretation of that. Yes, because that's that's really all being a father is is you interpret what it is you think you're doing. 
And if your children stay alive, you've done at least a relatively good job, you know, and then you got to, you know, you get into all the nooks and crannies and the specific things. And that's what we're hoping to do here is get into specifics. We've covered a few things within the first two fatherhood episodes, but now with this being fatherhood part three, part what's three in French. Or menage cinq, if you're speaking about wineries. I only know about that because of Andre on the league. That's it. Menage cinq. But yes, toi. Episode toi. Toi. Le papi. It's like six languages. I don't even know what the hell it is. But um, so I think. The, the road we're going to go down here when it pertains to fatherhood and our children that legally we are allowed to keep, at least so far, um, is it's like stuff that they're into. Like that's, I think, you know, it, it might be fickle and, you know, a superficial thing, you know, like what sort of stuff are you into, man? Like what are your interests? But honestly, some of these kids, you know, because we were all kids at one point, I can remember a part in my life where, you know, I, I I would or wouldn't hang out with certain people based on whether or not they liked the same music as me. So you don't, I mean, does it matter when you're grown up and, you know, out there in the world? No, but I mean, I guess it's it's relevant. It doesn't necessarily matter. I mean, what, what, what are your thoughts on, on interests, Trevor? Does, do, do, do you give a shit? Does it matter? Does it really matter? No, I think, I mean, I was thinking about it when we talked about it earlier, and it's just like, well, when your kids are real little, like, you have an older daughter, so she's, like, beyond the range of where I'm at. I'm not too far beyond, but beyond. And, like, the kids' interests kind of rotate around what your interests are because you're taking the things that you're interested in, right? So you're like, yes, you'll take them to the park. You'll take them to do things that they want to do. But you, majority of the time, you're taking them to things that, you know, you you're doing. So, you know, I don't know. I like to go hiking and do stuff like that. So I'm dragging them out. But it, it turns out that my kids actually enjoy being outside in nature and not being on the iPad. So, um, you know, they, they love hiking. They love to go do stuff that's outside. And they like to learn about nature. And they're really into, um, like, protecting the earth. So they really want to understand, like, you know, where are these creeks and things that we go and see? Where, do that, where does that go to? And you know what happens with when people throw trash into the water and and all this stuff and it, it, they're very interested in which is beyond me because i didn't give a fuck when i was a kid about any of that stuff so it's interesting for me to be able to teach them about nature and about you know protecting the earth the only earth we have and um they're they learn that in school so it's really good for them to to be able to see it in, in person okay yeah so just sort of expanding on the knowledge that they're getting elsewhere kind of i mean that's that's going to have a, a nice little residual effect on if they're if their father's taking the time to explain a lot of these ins and outs be you know nature and the environment and things like that and they do go back to learning it in school now i can remember a handful of things you know hearing about them in, in a classroom where if i had already heard about them honestly it piqued my interest more because it's like oh yeah i, I heard about that you know, my, my, my uncle or my father, or, you know, some, you know, yeah, I, I, I know what you're talking about. Like it, it just, I don't know, to me anyway, when I, when I was, you know, a young, what behind the ears kid, it just, it resonated just a little bit better with me. And honestly, yeah, th those were the moments where I was like, huh, I'll be damned, you know? And you know, while, while I would think school 
was a little bit cooler than it might have actually been otherwise versus that versus, you know, who I heard that from. So if it was, you know, I got a lot of, you know, history background because my father just read and read and had a lot of interest in, you know, you know, historical figures and, and events and things like that. So when we would cover that stuff in class, like it made me proud that my father took the time to explain that to me. And here I was kind of already knowing what we were about to learn. Like it was cool, you know, so I'm sure they kind of feel a little bit about that. Are there? Um... Yeah, I took pride in the fact that I knew about things before other kids did because I was taught them outside of school. And I was I was I was exposed to things that a lot of other kids weren't. I had the opportunity to do a lot of other things, a lot of things and that, uh, that other kids didn't. And I want my kids to experience the same thing. So I try to I try to get them out there and do a bunch of different stuff. See, I we, we, we the one thing that we try to convey to the children is get out of your routines. You know, we had while, while you know, you know, now you know, we're going back when when we were kids 30 years ago. So you're talking late 80s, early 90s. It was a different world. It was not uncommon for us to get tossed out of our houses at nine <laughs> o'clock after, you know, inhaling a quick breakfast, not being allowed back in unless you were coming into you know, coming for lunch, bathroom, right? Yeah, you know, or you know, you know, sew back on your arm because it got severed while you were out riding your bike or whatever. You got your lunch, you went back out. Clearly, there's a tighter leash on these children these days. But you know, it, it was, you, you know, there there were a lot of things that I didn't get the opportunity to do growing up. You, you know, not, you know, not that we were impoverished or anything. Just you know, it's, you know, it's not you know, you know, you know, just you know, thing thing, you know, just 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 go places, you know, experience things, you know, the, there, there were certain things that I wasn't able to do for various reasons growing up. So now it's like, you know, I never did those. So let's do them. And I know my kids haven't done them because they're too young to have done them on their own. So yeah. like, well, let's, let's all go try something, you know, no, my children have not been skydiving, you know, so maybe that's something that the three of us will try later or, you know, the four of us, depending on how old the baby is. I'll stop fucking saying that you're too fat to go skydiving. <laughs> Hey, once, I am too. <laughs> but once they get you in the doorway, like it's like once you're up, there's only one way down, and it's not landing with the plane. Because <laughs> I think they compensate for the weight loss or something like that. In my which in my case would be ample, you know. Um I'm fatter than you. Let's just get that out there. I understand. Yeah, I'm just making a that's, joke. That's that's fine, you know, and, and you'd crash the fucking plane then in that regard. And hey, I fuck just, you, man. Hey, hey, I would just I would hurt a wing. All right. I'd probably crash into the wing. The wing would break off. Might need a couple, couple of gallons of extra fuel for me. That's you know, okay. Come on. You know, that's all right. We've all seen Die Hard too. We know how that ends. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker. Um, but yeah, you know, so you, you know, when you when you're when you got some time with your kids, you know, which you know, you 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 know, we we all get we all get time where it's like, okay, cool, we can do something cool, you know, like so, yeah, you talk like hiking, outdoor nature, you know, and you know, I, I know we, we we've covered in other episodes, you know, traditions and things like that, but like. So I guess if it's let's let's just say it's like you know just 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 sort of like are there any not so much like specific places or things to do but like are there anything any things that you try to kind of like steer your kids toward or, or are you just kind of like yeah go go fig go figure stuff out and like what you like or or you know are there are there little seeds you're trying to plant you know what's your approach to that I think you you try to do certain things and my mine is more musically and. Um, you know, just trying to plant those seeds of what I enjoy listening to as a kid, like, or not, you know, as a, as a young adult, even, 
you know, you and I have very similar musical interests. So um, I, I play repeatedly. I remember back as being a kid and you know, the musical scene, the time we grew up when classic rock was always on. It was like, you know, the Pink yeah. Floyds, the Steve Millers, all that stuff. Yeah, it's what our parents listened to. Exactly. So you you hear that stuff now and it, it kind of brings you back to a point where you're like, holy shit. Like, I remember hearing that song when I was like five years old, going to swim lessons or whatever the fuck. Uh -huh. And it just brings back that nostalgia. And I, I granted the music we listen to now or then is going to be classic rock. Well, it is now, but it it even it more is. classic yeah. rock when our kids are uh, our age or a little younger. So, like, I, 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 I like that aspect of the musical world. It's, it's like, oh, wow, I remember exactly where I was when I would hear this song, and um, I, I like the idea of them having that same experience. Now, my kids are like yours, girls, so they don't give a fuck about what I like to listen to. Like, the Pearl Jams of the world, the Sound Gardens, and all that stuff of what we grew up with, Nirvana, and all that. So it's more like you know Lady Gaga and Katy Perry. Like they're obsessed with shit that is is more mainstream and more um, what they hear their friends listening to versus and what's on the radio, hits one and all that versus what you what what you and I grew up with. But I think every generation is going to have that, right? You're going to be like, well, your music sucks. Yeah, I mean that's that's sort of you know, and, and and again, I think I've put myself on record for trying to not tell people that what they like sucks. It just doesn't speak to me. But yeah, every now and then, no, that's fucking, your fucking music sucks. It's just it's just what it is. You know, I've I've had some ridiculous conversations with my daughters or some ridiculous sort of comparisons. Um, like like our my 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 oldest you know, Molly is twelve now, so you know when when she's in the car. There, there's various times where, you know, like if we're going to a soccer game or something like that, um, you know, to get that competitive edge, you know, I'll just. I was talking. No. Just, no. I'm kidding. It was a no, joke. Crazy, crazy. No, no. I put on like system of a down or something like that. And <laughs> believe it or not, eventually she'll she'll step in and go, uh, you know, hey, can we can we listen to Forest by system of a down? I'm like, whoa, whoa, it's deep cut. It's not even, you know, that's not like Chop Suey or Ariel. Yeah, right. like, that's like, ooh, man, that's like, that's track nine. That's like right right smack down in the middle of that album. That's great. Yes, absolutely. You can listen to that, honey. Did but it ever go the other way where you were listening to something and you were like so rocking out, but like this fits the moment so perfectly. And then they're like, can you fucking turn this off? Oh, <laughs> that would be anytime Rush is being played. Um, they're not fans of Prince at all. Really? Like I'm listening. I think to transcend transcends all time and space. I, I listen. My my kids just might not be all that bright. I mean, I might have to come to terms with that. At least I've not in the musical sense. My kids, they're, very, they're very bright children, but yeah. I mean, if, if you don't hear Computer Blue and just beam with joy, I I don't know what to tell you because there's something's Something all wrong with you. But that's that's kind of what it was. They're like, nah, this this no computer, nothing. Turn it, turn the turn the fucking computer off. And tell that prince guy to shut up. That's basically what they were telling me. And because they wanted to hear some Doja Cat or goddamn Cardi B or whatever, it's just right. it's like yeah. So you know, yeah, you, you're 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 right there in the wheelhouse with you can you can try to listen to whatever you want to. They want what they want, you know. And while in some cases, and I have two when it comes to the musical interests of my 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 two girls, 
obviously the baby's just, I mean, Christ, he's eight months old. I don't know what the hell would be in his. Brain. I can imagine that between Mar- uh, Dolly and uh, Dolly, Jesus Dolly, 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 and Dorothy, that they're two opposite ends of the spectrum. It's oh, it's it's absolutely nuts. Now Molly's starting to kind of gravitate a little bit more toward a rock side of things, which is all well and good. Um, you know, she's starting to get her rock band T-shirts. My only request is that she knows the music of said bands. Otherwise, don't put the goddamn shirt on. Um, Dorothy's a little bit more. Well, I, I she's mean, a cheerleader. I mean, so she's a cheerleader. Loves TikTok. You know, any anything you could dance to is definitely preferable. But I, I, she she listens to some very interesting stations at night. She always has a radio on. And she has those mind. She has the mind where she can hear a song once and have it memorized. It's 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 really really awe inspiring to watch her just pick a song up within seconds. But the one station that she loves listening to at night, it's the um, it's like the easy listening station. So they just play like love songs. It's like basically like the thirty cheesiest love songs, but the most popular ones. You know, like the love like the theme from like Titanic. Then you know like. Up where we belong from officer to gentleman, you know, like you're 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 yeah, typical, yeah, right. you know, like shit you're gonna hear at a dentist's office. And she like loves those songs. Like you'll you'll catch her humming them at breakfast. It's like, wow, you know, just why the hell does a nine-year-old in 2021 know all the words to the way we were? It's like weird, you know, but <laughs> but she does, you know. And meanwhile, her sister's like, Well, that doesn't rock, and it's like, you know, so yeah, like you know, different strokes and all that, but you right. know, it's you know, it's it's it seems to be like like what you know, and I I don't hesitate to you know nudge him or you know just you know sort of sort of rib him a little bit for any cheesy music that they're listening to because that's just I mean that's just who we are as a family. It's just it's there. You know, you're you're you know you, you we break balls. You know, if you're listening to something that's terrible, yeah, yeah, we're gonna break your balls on it. Yeah, and, but you're right. I I just want to expose them to things that are like good <laughs> or what i perceive as good i mean there, well there's certainly enough shit out there. and then they can make their own decision if they like it or not yeah. but i mean like i never was I, I was never like you know given the option to not listen to the shit that i heard when i was a kid because it was always on the radio and then that just i don't know maybe does that shape you if you hear that and you don't hear a certain other type of music does that shape you to like that type of music like pink floyd and all that like i've always been into pink floyd well i think it's more of a of a um a predisposition if you will i mean so you know but the 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 point in time that we're at now it's 2021 you look at like streaming services all right and you know you, you got your straight up free ones out there i mean you can go on the internet and virtually find any song that you can think of for free in a matter of seconds the weirdest song ever you even if you don't know the name of the song i can remember a couple years back my father getting this song stuck in his head and all he had he's, he's like for the life of me i could not recall the name of the song and he he was talking about like He's like, it's a really pretty song. And it was like half in Spanish, half in English. 
He's like, it was, it was like the summer of 19. This is like the way that my father's mind works. Like he, he would, he would know the date he was listening to it, where he was standing, which direction the wind was blowing, what the hell was on television, you know, and what he drank and ate for breakfast that morning. Couldn't tell you the name of a song that he heard 5,000 times and claims to have really, really enjoyed. But, but I basically went on, but, but, but I, so I turned to Google and I'm like, all right, early seventies. Half English, half Spanish song. I pulled the title in five seconds, and he's. It, w- it was a song called "Eras Two by Mosadades, and he's like, "Holy shit!" Like, that was amazing. I, without even knowing the name of the song or the artist, boom, I was able to find it. So, when 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 you think of you know exposing children now, I mean, there's never been a better time to do it. The problem the problem with that is if they find some ill-advised shitty music, they're probably just going to ride it for a little while. And I guess that's part of growing up, you know. That's but, the experience, though, right? Like, if you put it, I think regardless of whatever it is, whether you like it or I like it or whatever, if it speaks to you, then that's fine. There's music that speaks to me and doesn't speak to other people. And that's 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 part of it. That's part of the experience. And we're focusing on music, like as part of like you know, how do you steal or do you steer your children? And I think that music obviously is a big part of our lives. So we, yes, that is something that I gravitate towards as, as talking about. But yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it totally does, you know. But I mean, you know, it can it can be for for activities, you know. It's you know, we we have we have a soccer player and a cheerleader. I play right. soccer. <laughs> My wife was a cheerleader, so like that's you you know, and that was. You know, both of them have tried both of those activities. Obviously, one liked one more than the other and vice versa and all that, you know, but it's it's you know, you can you you can try to throw these kids into as many situations as they can, whether they have preconceived notions about it or sometimes it's as simple as, you know, and and I hate this cop out because I swear above all, I just I want to raise individuals. I don't want children that are doing things for the sole purpose of all my friends are doing it and it's you know i was guilty of that growing up and it sucks and in hindsight it's one of those like i could have been better than that and i want them to be better than that if they do stuff and they like stuff i want it to be for them trying stuff absolutely you know it gets discouraged like if you like something like it gets discouraged if somebody else in your group doesn't like it it's like well that's fucking stupid you don't want to do that and then when you're a kid you're impressionable so you're like yeah that is stupid fuck that not really realizing that you know fuck you no i do like this and some kids probably do molly i would think gravitates more to like no fuck you i do like that yeah yeah definitely um yeah, I mean, I mean, they're. I, I don't. I don't even know which one's more on the rebellious no, side. I mean, Dorothy too. I would. To, think. to be honest with you, outspoken. I mean, either either one of them will probably have a pretty firm use of the middle finger going down the road. I would think, you know, nor you know, along with the lack of hesitation to use it. But you know, it's it's, you know, it. it I I want I want them to have their own identity. And while I say that, I also because. It's kind of what parents tend to do, whether by you know accident or on purpose. They're they're trying to mold their children, you know. And it's just sure that I'm not doing them a disservice because, like you say, with something like music or movies, you know, it does play a big part of everybody's lives, you know. And some people feel more emotionally connected to certain types of art, as it were, than they would, you know. So you know, you know, we we we've been trying to expose them to everything we can. 
you know, we, we try to get them out in the nature. Every President's Day, we go down to the art museum in Philadelphia. We go walk around. And I'm actually fascinated by the things that they pay more attention to and the things that catch their eye, which is amazing. Hell, the first time we went down there, it was the armory. They got all the old suits of armor and the weapons mm -hmm. and swords. And sure. both of them were like, oh, my God, why isn't this room bigger? Like, what? Like, like holy shit, you know, like, why, why are all these paintings here? We want to see the weapons. I was like, whoa. I did not see that coming, you know, from either one of them, you know, so it's, they, they will shock you, but you know, yeah, you keep, you keep feeding them a steady dose of things that are, you know, good, harmless, and, you know, I guess you know, cultured, you know, dep depending on your stance on, on, on various things, but yeah, you know, it's, you, you want to try and mold them to an extent, you know, but ultimately if, if they don't, if, and whenever they tell me they don't like something, I always ask them one simple question. And hopefully, most of the times they can't answer it. The question is, why? Why? Why don't yeah. you like it? Or why do you like exactly. it? You know? Or why don't you? Why do you? Whatever. Yeah. yeah you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. And every now and then I'll get a nice little detail to answer. But every now and then it'll just be, I just, you know, I just don't it, give a shit. It just does. I just, I like it. It just sounds good to me or looks good. Which is um, the more times than not. And I think you're absolutely right. I think you you have to give them the a broad range of experiences. And we're talking about music. We're talking about doing things outside, and yeah, that's all great. But there's a there's so many things you just have to expose them to to give them the opportunity to be able to do it, or to be able to understand that they want to do it. There's a lot of kids out there who don't get that opportunity to be even to, to even know something exists. That's true. No, it's it's definitely true. You know, being being grateful for anything that you have or anything you have access to, I think is paramount in this world because you have so much shit getting thrown at you and you're literally you have the ability to be connected all over the world with with people in a matter of seconds so you know it is it is important to appreciate anything that you can attain or anything that you have access to because yeah it you it, you might you might get lost in the, in the fast moving fog of the world where you don't realize holy shit yeah there are people that don't have that access, you know, or think about when you were a kid and way, way back when, like, I mean, just even going to like a soccer game, like how did our parents get to a soccer game in the middle of nowhere, New Jersey, uh, from where they it pulled a map out? Like, I mean, nobody knows that shit anymore. Like you just pull phones out. I just, it, it, it's just, it boggles my mind where, where we were then versus where we are now. And I, I just, even stepping back from some of the technology stuff, I'm like, girls, put your stuff down, put your iPads down, let's go outside, let's go experience the fucking world because it's like that. This is not the end all to be all. Yeah, there's definitely always there's always more to life. Um, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. we can differentiate that as adults. You know, we can differentiate the fact that like there's there's real life and then there's the bullshit that we sit and stare at our cell phones for. Yeah, they they they, 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 they think kinda, it is life. That's exactly right, and they get entrained into this. Whether it's some dumb shit like Roblox or whatever these apps are, and and, and all these kids and doing all this different stuff, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I. I but maybe because we're old now. I mean, it makes sense in in the sense that it's technology and they have the opportunity to play these games. But there's yeah, so I mean, much more shit for them to do outside. Oh yeah, no. I mean, like, and that like, goes like, back to what you were saying before. Like, go outside. Don't come back until dinner. <laughs> exactly. You know, like that's you know you know when we talk about you know, you know like mom always got her Nintendo Switch. Nice day outside. She's sitting in a room playing on it. So you go. 
get the hell up, go outside. And this, and you know, you get that, you know, what, like you didn't play video games growing up? And you go, yes, I did actually. I definitely played video games growing up. However, the criteria needed to play those video games were it had to be raining, like literal cats and friggin' dogs, you know, and you, you invited a friend over and played with them. I would have rushed. And, I would have much rather been outside fucking around in the creek and, yeah. and turning over rocks yeah, and you know playing wiffle ball, all that shit. Yeah. Was it? Was it? Yeah. Did, now, did those times turn into fun times? Absolutely. Yeah. You had some good times, but every now and then you stopped and looked outside and you're like, "Fuck, it's still raining." But that sucks. Sucks that it's still raining out there. Yeah. Right. You know, and these these kids these days because they've you know grown up with these devices and these things. Honestly, they. They just lose track of that and they kind of shut, yeah, yeah, but you know, accidentally, you know, not to any fault of their own. It's all they know, you know, they're, they're shutting themselves out to all these different things, you know? Um, so, you, you know, with, with, with their constant exposure, you know, and you know, like I said, all these kids, they, they got a tablet, they got a phone, they got, they got ways, they know how to use these computers and all this shit. My God, my, my, both my kids could reprogram all my parents' TVs three years before they knew how to do it. You know, it's just, it's just shit comes natural to them. Do your kids have, I guess, what you might call good good taste in, I guess, you, you know, just, we'll just go with something fickle like music and movies. Like, do they, you know, like, like, like on their own, are they, are they, are they finding out anything that's good out there by themselves? Well, I think they're exposed to so much now. It's kind of impossible not to find something once in a while. That's like a diamond in the rough, right? Like, so, I mean, when we started watching, as my kids got older, we started watching maybe a little more mature movies, maybe some that weren't that weren't that they weren't ready for, like Uncle Buck. They both love Uncle Buck. It's a great movie, yeah. and, and like I'm, I'm like I can't I can't have them not watch it. There's a couple curse words in it, and whatever, it's not a big deal. I'm not I'm not too worried about the curse, but. So now they kind of gravitate towards those types. Of, hey, I want to watch a movie with that fat guy. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's like holy shit, holy shit, shit, it's John Candy, John Candy. Oh yeah, no, yeah, Uncle Buck, Uncle Buck. Yeah, that was yeah, that's that that's a must see. I agree. so then they they watch Home Alone, like oh my god, that's the kid from Uncle Buck, and then that's like a whole <laughs> other thing, and it's just like so. I think they I think that they gravitate towards. Like the, the funny movies, but it's different now. I mean, you can't really show kids the funny movies now are more like cartoony, right? I don't know. There's that many now, but besides the Nickelodeon movies or some corny well, ass like yeah. High School Musical bullshit. Well, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, you got to get into animated. Well, I mean, you know, prior it's to, all prior, Disney prior to stuff, COVID, right? Yeah, no, no. It's it's it's. I mean, the the selection of animated movies in the last 20 years is probably 500 times, you know, what was available before the last 20 years. Like, it's just, you know, you know, obviously they know, you know, and, they, and they've streamlined the process, you know, an animated movie used to be hand-drawn, cell-by-cell, scene-by-scene, and they sure. got computers. So obviously they can do it faster, which means they can churn out more, you know, and you have these, the you know, these these famous people doing the voiceovers and things like that, you know, and they they advertise that to the point where these people know, you know, like my my kids know who James Corden is, which <laughs> is weird because right. he's a late night show. Well, talk they show only host. know him because of that, that, that Disney movie. The uh, what was that? The um, the one the movie he did with um, all the different uh, fairy stories. What the hell are you talking about? Fairy into the into the woods. Into the woods? Oh, oh, I, I, I don't. I wasn't anyway. sure that was 
Uh, it's based on a Broadway play. The Broadway play is actually much better. It starred Bernadette Peters, Chip Z, and Joanne Gleason. Damn good. Damn, damn, damn good Broadway play. I never saw the movie because I... I'm not. I'm not usually a fan when they remake movies out of Broadway plays. But anyway, back to what we were dealing with. Um, you know, yeah, the, these these all these animated movies are, you know, they're just so readily available and churned out so often that what the hell else wouldn't they watch? You know, the, these things are visually stimulating. They're goofy. They're quirky. They're bright. They're poppy. Everything moves at a friggin' mile a second. There's a shitty joke every you know third word being spoken, but. Yeah, what you know, where, where you say you go with like an Uncle Buck or a summer rental or you know, just all these other movies from the 80s. I actually with Molly, we just did the Breakfast Club. The only problem was well, she kind of felt like she was empowered by the fact that all these, you know, children were, you know, taking taking their life by the reins and she got a little mouthy. So it's like, okay, shit. You know, well, you just took yourself out of watching those movies for a minute. But um Yeah, right. You, you know, when you look at ones that you revisit, here now here here's one that killed me. I never realized this. Uh 16 candles. Do you know what happens in the opening scene of that film? Um what happens? No, I can't say that I do. I, I know it's it's not appropriate for little yeah. kids. So <laughs> I can't I, remember what it is, though. So I have seen 16 Candles probably a thousand times. There's still oh, wait, probably, there's some titties in there, isn't there? Yeah, there's like a little, yeah. So, yeah, so the opening scene, and, and, and all the years I spent rewatching that taped VHS copy of 16 Candles, I didn't recall this scene. And I think it's because either it was never recorded or there was just something wrong with the tape over that section. Well, but yeah, you basically from somebody's TV. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that too. But I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'm assuming my parents recorded it. But nonetheless, yeah, the first like two minutes of that is Molly Ringwald and her dark-haired girlfriend standing in the ladies' locker room, and they there they go showing Carolyn, the blonde who passed out in the car. And I know there's issues with how that character is portrayed later in the movie, but right, you basically have. A high school senior and you can argue with me that she's 18 the whole all the live long day but there she is topless taking a shower in a high school what the fuck was up with john hughes quite frankly it's a different time but yeah you're right i mean it's just like whoa you know and then, then when i think about it you know you got you got other like 80s movies that are just amusing and funny but then you get to like what about like porkies another, and, you know it's another, yeah it's a bunch of naked high school people oh christ porkies every 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 woman in the cast got naked and then, right. then they all went and met a hooker in the woods and you know and like it, it was just like like holy shit you know yeah, i know it's a different time but it's like man not that i was ever going to presume to show my daughters the movie porkies no but, of know, course like, not but like a film like Sixteen Candles, like you know, you don't you don't think of them showing a high school senior no. topless in the shower. You think of Long Duck Dong, and you, you know the just all the, you know the the fucking the panty scene in the bathroom, and well, not that that one's all that innocent either. But you know, like it's just you're not making a great case. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. So it's a fucking shitty movie. Fuck John Hughes. If he wasn't dead already, fuck him. You know, but yeah, you know, it's just man, I, I I'd really love to have some questions with John Hughes with some, some of his questionable uh nudity calls growing up but you know you know like it's like these are the movies that that i grew up watching you know you grew up watching them yeah. now it's oh, you, have these, you have these wholesome kind of you know catchy fun trendy options in the form of cartoons now 
Well, I think like like we said before, there's so many options, like a different channels for them to kind of focus on. So we can kind of curtail what they watch. So if I have to put them on Disney Plus, I know they're not going to be able to watch anything that's that risque or that crazy. Yeah, true. Right. So like even on Netflix, that's tailored towards kids. So they're they're not going to watch anything fucking out- outrageous. If I want them to watch a movie and we're going to sit down and we're going to pick a movie between the three of us. Um, and we're going to do the popcorn, the whole thing. We call it family movie night. We're going to sit yep. down and we're going to do it. Then we're going to pick a movie that like I'm going to want to watch. But at the same time, I do like a, a Moana. Like I love, I, I like Moana. That was it's an awesome movie. movie. It's a very good movie. I'm not going to pick it every time, but I'm saying like, hey, let's go back and think about the movie. And, and they always say, dad, pick a movie from back when you were a kid. And that to me tells me that they want to watch something because they enjoyed Uncle Buck. They enjoyed yeah, Adventures yeah. in Babysitting. They enjoyed, you know, some of the older movies. I mean, we we did um Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. They fucking love the movie. So there, there's 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 a handful of movies now, you know, the, all, all these movies deserve a revisit. But you know, when when you look at the rating system for a lot of these movies, like you know, take that 16 candles at situation that movie was rated pg right and that's not even topless nice. high schooler yeah, right, right. Off the bat. obviously that movie's not pg if it's made today featuring a topless high school student if, if that movie was made today you know but when, when you go into the ratings and why it was rated so planes trains and automobiles you know now my my wife is way more conservative on what these kids are watching than i am uh, I showed them the movie Suicide Squad when it came out five years ago, to which I had a seven and a four year old, and we just sat and watched it because it was a comic book movie. And of course, I think a week later, the opening of that film was on, where you have Margot Robbie basically running around half naked in skin tight dresses. And the look I got from the wife was, you know, not pleasant at all because why the fuck would you let the girls watch this? I'm like, no, it's it, like this is like two seconds of the movie. The rest of it's all fighting and all that shit. And she just it was like, nope, I've seen enough. So that, you know, questionable decision on my case. But that's a PG 13 movie. Right. You know, they got a couple curse words and all that, but Plane Trains and Automobiles was rated R. And now when you look into why was it rated R? Are there is there the a one bunch scene. of murders? Yeah, one is there murders? Scene. Is there naked people? No. It's because he cursed out the desk lady when she was yeah, talking about that, that's it. Dinner. It's yeah, you know, and and I gobble gobble, <laughs> gobble gobble, you know. But I we made the call where we said, "All right, you're gonna watch it," and they crashed. I, I fast forward to that part because I know it's an issue and I know it's gonna be like, "Dad, what just happened?" So oh, I just no, fast, we, I just I just I bypass it. Oh, you bypassed it? Oh, geez, no, because quite. quite nah, I won't like, now because I say the f word more than anybody, anyways. I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Well, we, 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 got, we, got, we got about fifteen episodes to prove it, there, buddy. Don't you worry. But fuck you. That's <laughs> fuck you, pal. All right, there. So I'm two, just two play that game. I but you. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when it when it came to that scene, like we just point blank, we're like, look, like there's going to be a scene. And and, I'm, and I just said to her, I, I said I said to the girls, I said, look, seems hilarious. I'm just, that's just what it I is. Mean, he flips out like he it's, throws said, the picket on the ground. I said, and he, he's going to say the f word a lot, but it's, it's my favorite fun. movie. And, and just trust me. And they were just rolling after watching that episode or, or watching that scene. They were just it, it, it just it was uh, probably one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. 
And it was just, you know, so it's so it's got me thinking, you know, and, and obviously that led to I think that was the first rated R movie that we let the girls watch. And that's like I said, because of the language and it's in one scene. So then you get into the Breakfast Club, which we let Molly watch. But, you know, not Dorothy, because we're just not there yet. No, um, of course. Yeah. You, know, you know, you know, she's the you know, yes. Let's watch the cartoons and all the, you know, the cute movies. That's that's where that's 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 her wheelhouse. But now, I, you know, like, I, honestly, like I'm thinking ahead to movies like I'm like, eh, I'm like. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead. Just a lot oh, yeah. of curse words. I mean, just a lot of curse words, but it's friggin' hilarious. And I don't think the humor would be off on her. I think she would get it. I think she would appreciate it. Molly? Would- yeah, definitely. Molly absolutely would love it. I know she damn sure loved the Winchester scene when they bust out and kissed on her queen on the jukebox. I know sure. she's going to love that, you know? But it, it's just like you, you, got all, you got all these things out there where it's like, you know, yeah, the consensus might be this, but like, as a parent, you make your own fucking call. You know, you, no, make it, you sleep in it. That's what I was going to say. And you can't go by the rating. And if it's rated R generally, I'm going to say no, because there's nothing good can, can come out of it, and especially if I haven't yeah. seen the movie. Because if it's rated R, it's rated R. I mean, look at what you said before. Like, like uh, uh, 16 Candles is rated PG. Mm-hmm. I mean, so back then, some of the older movies maybe were a little lenient on the the, the gratuitous nudity. Yeah, that's like a 1984 PG, so that, I think that's like a double X. Ah, that's what I mean. So, so it's know. like I have to have seen the movie, and I, you know, like Home Alone. I, I mean, I even think Home Alone was a little bit too much. I got the violence, I mean, just that stuff. Like, now you see, you see, it's it's it's. I've I've already I've already kind of gotten the indication from. You know, my children that they are not oh i saw this in a movie let me try it now i i was i yeah, did I, I did that when i when i was a child so i can appreciate i did everything you're right though my kids are like no you can't do that that's fucked up yeah, stupid <laughs> jesus christ she wouldn't now, say fucked up, the, the yeah. one the one time that the, the the one the one time i just straight up reenacted something i saw in a film uh was at the the detriment of my sister I think it was like ah, Christ, like 1987, 1988. I was like six or seven years old. Jenny's like a year younger than me, so we we had just watched Temple of Doom, and <laughs> you know when they make um, Indy drink the blood, and he spits it back out. So when they make him drink it a second time, and they pinch his nose and you know force him to swallow it, I was just so you know just within myself. I didn't vocally go, "Hey, mom, dad." Does that science actually hold up? You know, if, if, I, if I were to do that to somebody, would that actually work? Would that make them swallow it? I didn't I didn't vocally say what was on my mind. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, that, choke. I'm like, that doesn't work. That's bullshit. Movies. Because <laughs> I knew movies were fake. I knew the guy didn't right. really rip the guy's heart out of his chest. I knew the other guy, you know, I knew Willie Scott was not, you know, two inches away from fucking magma. And survived, you well, know. She was it's just funny because you, you know that, like, as a kid, when you're watching movies, that that that's that it's happening, but you're like, that's impossible because it's but, too hot. You can kind but, of fucking figure it out. But yeah, well, yeah, like that was all the shit that didn't make sense, except for like the blood drinking thing. I was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's well, a thing. Maybe so they did. Who better to test it on than your little fucking sister? I agree. So that's what I did. Except, and for some reason, I did it with a carrot. I don't even know. Like it wasn't even like liquid. <laughs> I was like, "Here, hey, you, you hungry? What? Boop, carrot. Plugged her nose, shut her mouth. Needless to say, my father launched me across the room that night. That was because as she left screaming, gasping for air, I was like, "Oh fuck me, it worked. 
I'll be, I'll be damned. Funny I'll be, anecdote. I'll be damned. Then I picked up He Man and, you know, back to Skeletor went back to playing and then I was thrown across the room. because See, this is the difference now to then. When I was like five years old, I slept over a neighbor's house and I was the youngest one there. I would woke up in the middle of the night, TV was still on, and the regular TV was playing Psycho, the movie Ooh. Psycho. I Not woke up version. and I woke up to him murdering her in the shower, right? Mm-hmm. I called, I screamed, I yelled. I was like five years old. I the parents <laughs> called my parents and I was like, I need to go home. You need to let me out of this house. <laughs> oh, crazy I, mean, I was like, you know, not in so many words, but I was fucking freaked out as a five year old. I was fucking freaked out. So I remember just like being like, I need to leave. Like you guys are really freaking me out. Yeah. Like, how do you, but they don't. The, none of that stuff comes up on regular TV anymore. No. Like, but that was a fucked up movie scene when he's stabbing her in yeah. the shower. And this experience as a five year old, I go back. I I still remember that vividly. And I, I, I don't want my kids experiencing that ever. Listen, I, I listen. I I can still I can still I didn't turn into a murderer, but you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, no, nobody's proven it yet, but, but nobody know. knows. That's a, you know what are what are you driving these days? Don't answer that. Don't worry. Um, no, no, no. Similar thing to me. We used to visit family up in Maine, and I had cousins who were several years older than me. You know, like five or six you years. Always old. get corrupted by your older cousins. No, that was the thing. They kept so they kept telling really? me. Whatever year this was, no, well, no, because they like they were they were like good natured people and all that, you know. If they were from dad's side of the family, it would have been yeah, let's corrupt them. But this is from mom's side, so they were like wholesome and like nah, we're we're gonna do you a favor and not have you watch this. But um, the the movie that they had rented that night, uh, newly released, it was a vampire flick, uh, filmed in a fictitious maybe fictitious town called Santa Carla. It was the Lost Boys. It's a great and fucking flick, man. But that movie freaked me out too. Great fucking movie. But when you're six another years old, I, yes, another one I saw too young. And and it was yeah, it was just one of those like they they all they knew they rented the movie. They planned on watching it. We had watched whatever you know, uh, whatever stupid. Uh, knowing me at the age of six, I probably said, "Can we rent Return of the Jedi again?" So after we watched that movie, they put me to bed. And I, you know, you know, you know, back then the parents would stay up socializing. Once the kids were in bed, they were trusted to stay in bed. Well, there were like, you know, there were like six different ways to get to the downstairs. And I knew what room they were watching this movie in. And there I was peering around the corner just in time for the Chinese food scene where David keeps replacing food with insects of various Ah, kinds. Right. And I was terrified to explain to my parents for a year why I wasn't eating Chinese food. And then finally, I told them, I was like, yeah, it was a goddamn movie. The vampires <laughs> and, 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 and my cousins and Christopher and Jody. And they made, and they made me do it. And they're like, they didn't make you. What are you talking about? No, they told they told us she snuck down. We knew about this. You're an idiot. Shut up. Next time, stay in bed. And like, they took no sympathy. It was like, well, dumbass. Yeah. They told you not to watch it. And there you were. That's you right. should listen the next time, you know? And that, that was just the, un, the unfortunate pit of me. But yeah, see, Seeing Lost Boys at six or Psycho at five, that scene, yeah, man, it's going to jam you up. It's definitely going to yeah, jam I, you up. I think so. And I, I mean, I try not to let my kids get to that same experience because, like, Jesus, that really fucking. 
And I don't, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's different. Maybe some kids don't care about that. Or maybe it didn't affect anybody that way. But that really fucked me up. Like, I was like, that was really traumatic. So, so, you know, you know, you know, the show Jesse that was on Disney. Yes. Uh, my kids, my kids like are obsessed with that show. Show drives me fucking nuts. But uh, my, my little one hates one episode with some ghost or some yeah, scary thing. Dads. Yep. It's like, I, I want to say Abigail or Annabelle. Ah, that's I think exactly Abigail. Annabelle. Abigail. Abigail. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. It's yeah. Abigail. Yeah. Yep. yeah, they basically, like, they, they they spoof all these, like, legit horror movies, you know, like you're, like The Ring, you know. Yep. Or I, th- I, th- I think that's primarily you one know what? of the movies. That happened in um, Bunk, too. Your kids watch Bunk, too, as well. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they always do. They always do some horror-related episode, but the, the Annabelle episode or the Abigail episode yeah. of Jesse... Oh, for some fucking and like every for like three straight years for Halloween, it was like, all right, we're gonna watch it. And we like we'd stop and we're like, okay, so hold on. Because here's what happens every because they, they wouldn't just watch it at Halloween, they'd watch it like periodically throughout the year, I guess, testing their metal. And literally every time they'd watch it, we would be up until 11, somebody sleeping in our bed, you know, we need 80 cups of water. It's just, you know, I'm scared. Don't leave me. Hold my hand until I fall. Like all this. It's like, stop fucking watching it. They just, they couldn't get enough of it. And, and I finally, I'm like, we all have that obsession, right? It's like, I don't want to watch it, but I'm going to. Oh, totally. Totally. I was a huge Michael Jackson fan growing up. The first thriller, thriller, me. I hated that Halloween. When that movie first came, when that video came out, I hated Uh that Halloween. I had to keep watching it because I knew I'm like, I'm like, look, I love this song and this video is the rest of it's amazing. But just yeah, like the just, zombies? There, there, there was God. just a handful of times in that video, like spent like the end when he's closing in on the camera there to end it. Mm-hmm. Scared the shit out of me. When he first turns around and they do the zoom out before the dance sequence. Well, that was it. Shit out of me. When he was normal, he was, was normal and then he turned yeah. into a zombie. But I was like, I was good with the intro the where, werewolf where too, yeah, right. with the werewolf. That that should have probably scared the shit out of me, but I was like, nah, that's cool. That's Michael Jackson. But when he turned around with that zombie shit on, I was like, fuck this, man. No way. You know what another movie is I saw when I was a kid that was freaked me out was The Howling. You know, I don't think I ever, I don't, I don't think it had, Did I, you I, I must have just known to avoid it, I think. I I, but there I were always that. movies on, like during the middle of the day, and like when you were home. Sometimes that were just like I remember seeing that, movies. like when I was like a teenager. So like maybe I just I didn't get to it early enough. But there was some, you know, like there was, you know, you know, like 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 your HBOs, your Cinemax, Prisms, the late night selection. Yeah, it was either softcore porn or a horror movie for the. Yeah, but even part. sometimes during the day on the weekends, it have some weird fucking movies on. Every now and then, yeah. I mean, you usually usually that was you know because back then you know this is before you had nine televisions in your house, so you, you only had the one te- one TV. You know, if the old man was home, he was in control of it. And if it was if it was a weekend, you know, we were either watching Penn State football or Pittsburgh Steelers football in that household. Right. So you know, you know, it just you just didn't get control of the television. But yeah, like when when I could, you know, late at night and this and that, because you, you know, par- parents would pair off with the neighbors and they go play cards so you were left up to your own devices in most cases yeah, there was a lot of times that happened. you would just <laughs> yeah you know you know you know if there was a horror movie coming on you you turn it on and hope to god you didn't get caught watching it you also hope to god it didn't scare the shit out of you yeah but i was also just trying to see some titties <laughs> i mean yeah that was usually the uh 
well, like I said, it was either softcore porn or horror. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you get some, you you could definitely see some boobs in either one of them. That's for sure. Um, you know, but yeah, like there was there wasn't. I don't recall too many, like just really traumatizing things. Other other, I, the Lost Boys thing really screwed with me. Um, you know, when you look like the heyday of horror that the eighties was, Friday the Thirteenth. You know, the Halloween sequels, Nightmare on Elm Street. None of it really. It was just like. I I, I never had an interest in in life. Yeah, I just it's it's never like horror's never really done anything for me, with the exception like when it's like too real and that insect shit in the Lost Boys, way too fucking real because I'm pretty sure we were eating Chinese food like once a week in my house (laughs) and that was just like they're like you want some noodles? I was like fuck you, no, god damn it! How about some rice? Abs of like how dare you? (laughs) <laughs> haven't you ever seen a vampire flick you assholes you know and they just kept eating that shit gleefully like we That's funny. it was just absolutely fucking ridiculous but you know that was that was just sort of a thing that they did you know um so we went on a, on a pretty big tangent there but like what 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 do your kids like to do like what is something that your kids like what is their interest what do they like to do well that i mean that, besides the you know the um we know the um cheerleading and what does molly do said their actual activities so i mean i hurt her her big spare time thing here is is she's she's got like a bit of an artsy streak in her a little bit you know i wish she would lean a little bit toward music but she she's very into drawing and very into just you know you know you know i guess poetry writing to a degree things like that you know she's just very you know, you know, she 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 gets something in her head and she's just got to put it to a piece of paper. You know, there's a lot of some journals and some, you know, just 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 pictures and things like that. We get, you know, we just we we try to nurture that because she seems to have a genuine interest in it. You know, you throw you you throw some new, you know, some oil paints or or some 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 pastel paints in her direction with a couple of canvases. She'll go fill them out real fast. You know, she'll you know it's 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 yeah. it's, it's kind of nice. You know, it's you, you know, and, and I think I think it kind of centers her and brings her peace and this and that. Um. You, you know, you know, with 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 the you know, just just doing doing anything with family, really. You know, she she's she's big in the family, which is nice. Um, you know, I I had a very different upbringing from her with the sc- the scale of the family that we had. While you know, I didn't have a small family, we were just so spread apart, we weren't so readily accessible. You know, so any any opportunity she can get to go with, you know, she she likes rekindling with. Her cousins and things like that, uh, most of which are in my wife's family. But you know, there's there's plenty of kids that are still her age. Um, you, you know, and she'll she'll try her hand at anything. A lot of her friends have some like one off interest. She's got a friend who's into horseback riding, and every now and then she'll get an invite to to go to the stables and you know maybe take a ride or just you know brush the horses and like she she's good for you know just like a mini adventure like that. You know, getting yeah. out of her comfort zone, things like that. Um, you know, and then Dor- Dorothy just sort of, I, I, I hate to say it, just really, man, that kid's life just really, she's stuck on that TikTok shit right now. My God, she can just walk down the steps going to get <laughs> breakfast and bust out 15 friggin' dances. And, you know, if she didn't ask me to watch every single one of them, I probably wouldn't mind so much. But, you know, you right. can always do the same TikTok dance over and over and over and fucking over again that's yeah i mean like that's, that, that's, that's these days yeah you know how about how about how about you what are, what are the what are the girls doing well it was funny like doing? alice my older one like she she gravitates toward all the artsy stuff too and i think that's maybe why she like her and her and molly are very similar in in their uh interests i think um 
and I think she gravitates towards Molly because of that. But like she's she's into um, she's in an uh, an acting troupe or drama club, if you will. So they're doing the sound of music, and she's really into it. She is the youngest in that group, so she's not got a very big part. But I'm very impressed with her tenacity because she was when I was a kid, I would have never gone into that situation. I would have been scared shitless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like being the youngest one there, and she just walks right up and just very, very good at what she does. That's very cool. Very so very she's cool. very good in the. She likes the arts and um, she likes acting. Evelyn, my little one, she's into ballet and she's very good at. She wants to do like. Um, they both love drawing and painting and coloring, which I guess most kids do. But Evelyn's a really good drawer. She can draw well, and she plays soccer very well, and just all shit that I was fucking terrible at until I practiced at it, you know? Like I played <laughs> soccer my whole life, and I was okay, but Evelyn's just like a natural at soccer, which is amazing to me. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's for damn sure, you know? Having, having a natural's a good thing there, you know? Yeah. And that's even, like, like Dor Dor Dorothy's kind of venturing into, you know, I... I, I often joke she'll either be, you know, CEO of some company or a serial killer. Um, <laughs> maybe something in between there, you know, but, but like, like, hopefully she'll, not the latter. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you get a little notoriety there, some weird fan clubs, but, you know, um, but no, no, she, she, she'll go. No, she, she does have her, her, her sweet streak in her. And sometimes she just goes through these little, She'll just go through these little kicks. She just went through one the other day. Uh, she's got this like uh, you know jewelry case, like a, like a jewelry making case, because she expressed interest. We we would go down to Wildwood, and they have these little marketplace things near the near the house that we stay at, and they had a um, like a, like a, like a craft tent. The one day where this woman was taking like just wire and making bracelets and necklaces and all these things, and she actually sat there. And just watched her do it. The woman was not showing her how to do it. She just observed what she was doing in her real speed. And within days, she had asked for um, a kit of similar means to, you know, make these pieces of jewelry with. And I just, she was like seven years old. Like, what? what? No, like, that's, that's insane. She just kept asking for them and asking for them. And so I think we, you know, we I, just to just to kind of just to kind of shut her up. I think at one point I went to you know like like a craft store and just got some like little you know basic starter kit. She ran through every single thing and did some of, some of those techniques that she saw. She actually did them. I was like, whoa, yeah, right. Like how the like how did how did you retain any of that? You know, because I stood I stood there watching it too. I was like, wow, like like is this woman done yet? Like she wasn't going fast enough for me. Meanwhile, Dorothy's picking up the whole technique. So it's she'll, pretty amazing she'll, how smart they are. It's 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 incredible to watch. It's really 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 cool. We so, have one of the same experiences. I bought her a bunch of leather like straight like rope that she could yeah. make bracelets from, and like she just knocked it out because she yeah, watched right? somebody do it. Yeah, I never I, had a proclivity to do that. Yeah, you know, and of course, you know, like their famous last word. Hey, you know how to do this? I'm like, no. And it's like like For you sure almost expect them to go. Oh, it's cool. I'll just I'll just look up a YouTube tutorial instead. Well, you know. Why the hell would I ask you, Dad? You're not Google. You're not the internet. You don't know anything. You're dumb as fuck. You're a dumbass. You know, YouTube has the answers. You know, and it's but 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 then again, they'll sit there and go, Dad, what what exactly is the weather report today? And I'll go, 
Alexa what she said. It's like like you know they can't <laughs> can't just ask Alexa a simple question, but they want to know if I if I know bracelet tutorials. But that's just that's just the thing that they do. Um, yeah, you know. So I mean, it's it sounds like they're they're into some cool shit. They you know all you know all these kids, you know, and it's it's our job to kind of steer them and 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 police them and kind of well I mean, maybe not police them, but you know just just try to. Try to make sure that that they don't turn into the serial killers that some of them have the yeah. And it, it it gets tougher because obviously being divorced, like I I have certain things that I like to do with them, and you know certain certain things that happen with their mom, and I you know I know that I don't agree with stuff that she does, but it's more like I I have a guidance that I like to follow, and I'm more structured, and she's not, so it gets a little tougher as a, a divorced parent. Um, but we share custody, so we can both kind of intervene and do our own thing. And I don't know that my dad was involved that heavily in my life as a kid, like in instructing me because he was working a lot. But I, I I like to be involved in my kid's life and let them uh, to know what they're doing. And maybe that's more the controlling side of me. But I really do enjoy to to know what they're doing and, and kind of guide them and, and hopefully help them out to decide what they want to do uh, as they get older. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, all the, all the little seeds that you're planting every single day, or, you know, you know, maybe you're just, you know, trying to, trying to help the way in which those planted seeds can grow. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it all, it all builds up to the bigger picture now, doesn't it? And that is, you know, who are they going to become? You know, because all of all of these things, you know, you know, when I go back to, you know, growing up, I lacked direction. I especially in my teenage years, you know, upon the discovery of music and, you know, fun things like, you know, marijuana and LSD, you know, it sort of derailed what the hell I thought I was going to be doing. So therefore, you know, trying to avoid that is in the foreground of everything I do with these children. You know, I don't, you know, like, because before you know it, all of a sudden it's, holy shit, you didn't think of what you wanted to do. Now it's too late. So now you're out of options. Now you have to do one of these things, regardless of whether or not it's what you want to do. You know, you have to be extremely lucky when it comes to what it is you're doing, how you're going to make your living. And if you don't give yourself all these available options, many of which are pointed out to you by parents and other mentors then you're just putting yourself into just a tighter spot and painting yourself into a corner where instead of having 50 different ways to go about it now you only got three or four and it's you know it you know you know i i consider myself as somebody who's fortunate where you know i dragged my feet for so long but hey still came out on top that doesn't happen for everybody so you know, be right. Yeah, you you know it's you you know you know you know either one of us could have just as easily with the lack of direction that we ourselves may have had, you know we could be, you you know you, you could you could just have some crap job that you're miserable at, but you're stuck in because you have no options to yourself. You know it's right. it's better to just have the plan from the get go instead of hoping to God it's not too late to scramble. And right, I think and my my parents always gave. I think your parents too gave us both the freedom to decide what we want to do. I, I never had like a real hardcore structure. You need to do this. You need to do that. Yeah. It was like you know, do you want to go to college? No, I fucking hate school. Okay, so what are you going to do? I ended up just I ended up where I am now, and it's actually worked out fine. 
Yeah. Um, not to say that it will for everybody. Same for you. Really? Like, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. No, there's some people that will flounder the rest of their lives, but like I, it worked out. It worked out well for me because I ended up in a company, and um, same for you. You ended up in a good position, so I think you're right. I, but but I don't think that's the model of how you should live your life. No, no, Jesus. <laughs> like like winging, winging it in some regards is okay when it comes <laughs> to your life and your career. You know, yeah, like yes, you have access to all sorts of things. Have a plan, you know, and that's, you know, you know, have a plan. Have a little bit of guidance, as much, yeah, you know, and and maybe all we're doing is just kind of setting up those stepping stones with our children. Where if we start with, hey, watch this movie, or hey, you should check this band out, or yo, why don't you come out in the yard with me? I got a soccer ball. We're gonna kick it around. I think maybe you'll like it. It's things like that where. You're you're testing the waters. I think it all speaks more to a trust thing. If you have shown them various things that they take an interest in and appreciate and enjoy, then when it comes time to these more serious discussions of, okay, you're 17, you're graduating high school in a year, what the hell are you doing after that? I think that conversation becomes a lot easier to have because, as you said, yeah, we, you know, not that our parents were hands off, but yeah, I think we we did. We had a very similar upbringing where it was, okay, you're out of high school now. I hope you figure it out. And that's sort of, you know, while while it was, it, it, maybe it wasn't so so simple in that regard, in, in my case, but it was more of a, you know, you probably should be going to college, but if you don't want to, mm-hmm. that's also okay. But you really should, but. If you're not gonna, then I guess it's fine. But you really, really, really ought to think about definitely doing it. And it's like, like, uh, uh, well, okay, I guess, I guess anything will work. Well, I expressed an interest in going to culinary school, and I just didn't do it because I was working in a place where I could have probably spent the rest of my life being a fucking chef, and I just didn't want that. So it didn't really, yeah, you know, yeah, no, no, you know, it's even like when I got, I, I took a turn at bartending at one point, and you know, don't get me wrong. You bartend at the right spot. You don't need to do anything else. Sure, but who the fuck wants to do that for the rest of their lives? That's that's where I'm at, and I know people from from being in various levels of that. Nobody ever gets out of that shit alive, or they don't get out of it with a fucking intact life. No, I mean, I mean, there's no, there's there's exceptions to be made, but it's it's just it's hard. If you own a bar, it's hard, (laughs) hard work. No, 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 no. I know plenty of career bartenders that are still doing it, and and they're they're probably good. They'll probably you because you find your niche. The, the problem I had with it was, you know, when, when you're working, when you're working all like the, you know, the, the high flying nights, when you get your Thursday, Friday and Saturday, you know, like it's, yeah, sure. It's fun. You're having a good time. You get to socialize with all these people. You don't have to get up early in the morning. You know, maybe you get a few drinks out of it and all that. That's good. But ultimately, you know, like there, there's a lot of bullshit that goes down with it. And honestly, you know, I think the last bartending job I had when I was queued up to take another one and it came time to start that shift and i said i called the guy up i said you know what i i'm sorry i i can't do this because all i i saw myself dealing with all the bullshit and i'm like i i gotta be done with this and so you reach a limit i had surpassed the limit forget reaching it it was just you know it's just you know but but i was nervous because i didn't you know i don't i don't have a college degree i don't have you, you know a lengthy resume with all these skills. There's only a handful of things that I'm remotely good at. 
you know, and if those options are taken away from me, I got nothing. I got to really be inventive, you know, and at this point, you know, now that I've just turned 40, I mean, the, the innovative part of my life, I would think is probably behind me, you know, now I just got to kind of go with the flow and get through this thing called life and make sure that my children are fully prepared to get through this thing called life, especially with the eight month old that we have now, that's all starting back up again, you know? So I really, boy, I got to get my shit together again because now we got to start this whole advisory thing off again, you know, but that's, that's ultimately to me what it translates into. You start with, Hey, watch this show. Hey, play with this toy, do this sport, wear these shoes. Now it's choose this career. Here's, here's where you should learn. Here's what you should look into. And you know, it just, it all speaks to a bigger picture. It really, really does. Um, you know, I don't think there's any real disagreeing with that. It's that's what it is. It's called life, man. You got it. Once you once you have these children, you have to take care of them. Part of that, the biggest part of it, is having them learn things because at some point you're not there anymore, and then yeah. they're on their own. And the biggest influence in their life, contrary to what most people think, it's not school. It's not their school system. It's oh, you. It's their, it's their fucking parents. Yeah, that's what matters. And the only thing that matters is after you have kids is making sure that they get through the the early stages of their lives unscathed. You make sure that they learn a certain amount of respect and a certain amount of, you know, how to deal with life in general. Um, And they learn a lot of that through school and being interactive with other kids. But, you know, just teach them how to be good fucking people and not be shitheads. There's too many shitheads in this world. And I think the biggest thing is just teaching them how to to interact with people and and not be a fucking asshole. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. There's plenty of them in the world. And on this last parting shot, the one thing that we try to tell our daughters and we will tell our son when he can comprehend words is that once you leave this house, nobody gives a shit. It's, you know, you know, you, you, you know, we're talking to children. Their, their teachers are nice to them. The principal's nice to them. The bus driver's nice. That, that, that's great. That's their job. And I'm sure they care to a degree, but ultimately it's like, it's, it's not about you. All right. The world is big. You're a very small part in it. The Own universe is big. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's all fucking big, you know. But you know, it's it, but it, it's just one of those, you know, like 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 you 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 take ownership of you because everybody else in the world is not waiting to just help you along. And when you're an adult, nobody's going to take ownership for you, and you're going to be responsible for your own actions, and you're responsible for how you treat people and how you feel about yourself. So, absolutely not. Yeah, if you're not doing your homework now, when that eventually translates into you didn't do a project for work, your grade isn't getting dropped. You're getting fucking fired. So, yeah. and that's the thing you won't realize as a kid is that like all this is uh, school is bullshit or whatever. It's no, it's preparing you how to, to how to be an adult. It's all preparedness, and as long as your children know that you're not going to lie to them about anything and set them straight, point them in the right direction in the spirit of lifting them up and having them have a better life than you, I mean, I don't know what else the hell to say to these kids. But give them an inheritance. Just kidding. Shit. All right. Well, i got to make some money first. So 
on that note, pick up our make- podcast, motherfuckers. That's right. In the spirit of making money. <laughs> like it. Fucking follow it. Share it. Subscribe to it. Tell your fucking friends. Tell your friends' friends and their girlfriends and then their kids. Because there's still a lot of single moms out there and they should be listening to this podcast too. That's right. Rock and roll. He's Trevor. I'm Jamie. Ladies and gentlemen, Fatherhood Part 3 for your listening pleasure. Hope you've all enjoyed it. We'll be back as we near the final episodes of Season 1. It's going to be a hell of a ride. Have a good day.